Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. What's up, folks? We're back, Landstrikes After Dark, with you here on the internet airwaves. Me, your host, Justin Sanders, joined as always by my co-host, John Stefanchik. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Ole Miss headed to the first Sugar Bowl since 1970 um, behind their 9-3 regular season. Obviously, we, we did a little bit of the, the postseason recap last week. Um, not too much happened. On the field, at least, this week in college football, conference championships. Uh, as far as we're concerned, our conference in the SEC, um, pretty predictable. Alabama was the better team, um, and they, they looked it against Florida in the Georgia Dome on Saturday. What was the final score on that game, John? I, I know uh, they didn't really have any yards until the fourth quarter, Florida, that is. Uh, 29-15, it was kind of a, you bet the under, and you had Bama. Like, you're, you're either one of those, the Florida's like, semi hail mary touchdown there in the fourth quarter screwed you on both ends yeah seriously yeah that's that was uh that's 15 was actually a lot for florida considering they only scored two against florida state the week before um and i would consider alabama's defense to be a little better than florida state's but well i mean it was a hell right it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't an honest score and then a punt return. I mean, that was the. I mean, it was a fourteen point game. But exactly. So I mean, it, like like you said, it, a lot of people were expecting the under to hit on that one, and um, that's why Vegas is uh, making lots of money always. Exactly. I mean, the, Alabama was a sixteen point favorite, and the over under was thirty seven and a half. I mean, that's pretty. That's, yeah, that's nice. To sit here and think about. So that's nice. Um, also, this week of note, Heisman finalists announced Chris, Christian McCaffrey from Stanford, Sean Watson from Clemson, and of course, uh, Derek Henry at Alabama are the three finalists. Um, it, it's got to be Henry, right, John? I mean, he's the most dominant player and probably the best. I mean, the best defensively. You can say what you will about the SEC being down this year, but still, defensively, I think, of the Power Five, it's, it's hard to argue with that. Um, and he's been their workhorse. I mean, he's he's set SEC records in total yardage, carries. Um, I'm not sure about average, but to me, he's the one that has to get the award. Even though McCaffrey's been very impressive, and uh, Watson's had a good season at the number one team, Clemson. Yeah, I mean, really, all three of them probably deserve it in a way. I don't think. I mean, if let's say Deshaun Watson wins, I mean, I don't think that's egregious or anything. I I kind of like to see McCaffrey win it just because Henry's had a great year, but. I mean, he look at the line he runs behind. Right. I mean, you telling me if you gave? I mean, there's. I mean, not. I mean, Henry's above. If Fournette had that offensive line to run behind, he'd have. He'd have bigger numbers, but regardless, I mean, I think Henry wins it. If you make me, who who do I think wins, Henry? I yeah, mean, I think so too. I'd vote for McCaffrey because the all purpose factor to me is more. He, he's a he's a wild, he's a, such a game breaker. He can he can it, come at you in so many ways. Henry's greatest asset, though, is his ability to carry the ball forty plus times and keep and keep his durability and gets better as the game goes on. So that's kind of 
that's my take on that. But anyway, I, I, I had forgotten it was even Heisman week until you mentioned it because it's honestly that that award just has it. I mean, I feel like it's lost. It's lost luster. We still talk about it because he is fans like, hey, we got to promote this and get the TV rights, but. I don't know. The Heisman is not to me not the biggest priority because the whole, as we know, the voting scheme is kind of hit miss. I mean, you sit there watching the analysis. People are talking about well, are Henry and Watson going to take votes from each other because they're both in the southeast? Is that open for McCaffrey? It's kind of like it's kind of like watching. It's essentially the same thing as the electoral college, and we wanted to watch that. We have plenty of opportunity with. I still, I think McCaffrey's biggest. downside or weakness is just that Stanford plays those games so late at night. Um, I think a lot of the East Coast voters probably haven't seen him much until the end of the season when he started getting significant buzz. And he and and the Pac-12 has a Fox contract, which I don't I mean, I don't know if the numbers bear this out or not, but it feels like nobody pays attention to any of the games on Fox, whether it be (laughs) Pac-12 or... I think we just don't pay that much attention to the, the leagues that play on Fox. Because, I mean, the ESPN draw. I mean, ESPN is ACC. They have ACC on Saturday night. Um, I guess they have some Big Twelve too. I've never figured out the details, but I mean, I mean, I don't know. I guess it's part of that. But I mean, ES. I mean, obviously, the SEC is in with the ESPN through the network and everything. It feels right. like that from an exposure standpoint. Because because if Fox Sports One was like a viable competitive alternative to ESPN, I think that would help the Pac-12. But it's not. I mean, it's a network, but its ratings are terrible. So everybody watches ESPN like during the week, and they're going to favor SEC. I think that does play a role in exposure. I mean, maybe game, maybe eyeballs on the games, one thing, but talking about the the factors or whatnot. I mean, the fact that Feinbaum has a radio show on SEC Network and is going to, you know, at least you're going to have Phyllis from Olga and all the all the clowns call in and talk about Henry and how he should win. I mean, I think that does play a somewhat. I think that does ultimately for, provide a boost for him and candidates in the SEC in general. Um, some other things going on in the world of awards. I believe Laquan Treadwell. Well, I know he is um, still one of the three finalists for the Bolitnikoff Award. Um, that they're giving that out at the college football award show, I guess. Is, is that the same one they give the Heisman at? I don't know. I don't think so. I think the Heisman. No, the Heisman is New York. It's a New York center. I think the college football awards things Thursday night. If you hadn't made me. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I think that's the same show where last year Ole Miss won best upset for the Alabama game. It's like, that it's was, like a, that, no, that was the it's F- like F- high school superlatives kind of. Uh, that was the ESPYs. Oh, that was the ESPYs. Oh, never mind. College football award show then. Was well, that, he, he, here's my attitude on awards in general. Larry Tunsil never won SEC Lineman of the Week, therefore. But that's not representative yeah. of national awards. I mean, we're, Ole Miss is getting much more credit in national awards. Like, um, Laquan for the Plitnikov, obviously. Um, also, Robert Kimdichie is up for the Hornig Award, given to uh, the, the most versatile player. Um, that should be interesting, although, you know, the whole Robert, Robert Kim DT at running back experiment ended in Memphis, I believe. I don't think he's had a touch since then, has he? Knocked out of that role, literally. Um, oh, man, that's, that's dark, John. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, trying to, I'm trying to think what other awards people are up for. I'm not sure. Chad Kelly should be up for something, but I'm not sure if he is. Did Dak um, get first team all SEC? I don't think that's out yet. Uh, Dak, oh, have we talked? It, when was the Connolly? That was since we last talked, right? Dak did win. The coaches all SEC teams here. They're out. Let's see. Let's let's make fun of this. Um, 
First team all SEC. Henry's the tight end. Okay. Arkansas tackle. Vidal Alexander. Well, Cam Robinson, no surprise. Uh, Laramie's not on here, but I think that's fair. He missed half the season. Sure. Oh, yeah. Three um, hours ago, SEC announced, announced his coaches all SEC. Well, I'm sure Trebwell. Yeah, Trebwell's first team. Fred Ross. He yeah, they gave, that. they gave Prescott. Prescott quarterback. Henry, Fournette, Pharaoh's all purpose. Um, I, I I think the coaches are being a little disingenuous there. I mean, if they really are the ones that voted on that. I, I don't think watching the second half of the season, you would have taken Dak Prescott over Chad Kelly. Yeah, it's PR for Dak. I mean, Dak is like – Everybody loves wanna... Dak, and, and with good reason. He's a, He seems like a great kid. With good He's reason. done good things in Starkville. He's by far, you know, probably their greatest and most beloved player of all time. But – I mean, just watching the product on the field, Chad Kelly has more skills than, than Dak Prescott. He has a much more accurate deep ball. Um, he, he's better on intermediate routes. And honestly, I think uh, different running style, but just as dangerous um, if that's in the game plan to, to break a run at a, at a time when the defense is not expecting it. You think that's fair? I think that's fair. I mean, at, uh, least, at least at the end of the season when, uh, when they let Chad Kelly run a little bit more. Only Ole Miss player on the all SEC defense is Trey Elston. At DB. Which that's 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 fair. Although where's Robert Kimdichi on the DL? He's second second team defense. Well, you got the two Alabama guys, Bullard, uh, Florida, and Garrett. I can't argue with that on up front. Honestly, I don't know. I argue. I would put Robert Kimdichi over Jonathan Allen from Alabama. I mean, I think that's fa- that's fair. I, I guess get- they're just rewarding Alabama for winning the league. Problem is you got SIDs voting on this, and really, and the coaches don't. They, yeah, I know that. Coaches don't see; they don't have time to watch everybody else's games except for film and scouting. I mean, everybody knows Roberts; they get to block him, but stats wise, he just doesn't pop. Marquise Haynes on the second team, Hilton second team DB. Um, that's probably about right, really. We think about it. I don't know. Um, that kind of speaks. That kind of speaks to the the dearth of talented defensive backs in the SEC. Because I think Mike's a great player, but. He's, I mean, a guy with his measurables, I don't know. I, I guess you do get eight he, DB he's spots. He's a senior. The, the, he gets yeah. the benefit. Kind it's of a, like that's another PR thing. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it is. Ingram's second team offense, that's interesting. That tells me there's no tight ends. Yeah, in the exactly. That's, that's, I mean, basically what that says is OJ Howard didn't do anything. And besides the three that pretty we talked about, Henry, pretty, Ingram, Howard, that's it. It's pretty incredible that OJ Howard's. I mean, he's somebody will draft him high too. Because yeah, I mean, he he looks like Tarzan, and plays like Jane a little bit, and he he just doesn't seem like he's really developed those those catching tight end skills. Even though he's had a couple years now to work on him, it seems like he's kind of similar to when he when he first started playing there. Um, Calvin Ridley on the second team. People have been talking lately, like he. He must have really finished the season strong, huh? Because he wasn't that he wasn't really doing that much against Ole Miss. He's a he's a playmaker for them in, in the past. He's probably their he's Alabama's best receiver at this point in the season. So okay. I I'm I'm fine with that. Um and then yeah, Alex Collins on the second team, Jalen Hurd on the second team. Um Christian Kirk is the all purpose on the second team. Wait, who was that? Oh, Farrow Cooper on the first team. That's kind of a senior thing too. Um, although Fred a good, Cooper's a good player. Cooper's a good player, yeah. Um, but, yeah, nothing else really jumps off the page. Some people I've never heard of. Um, we put Robert on the second team. I really don't have a problem with that. Okay, well, that's you. I have, I have a problem with it, but that's okay. You can you can be cool with it. That's fine. I don't think it's egregious or anything. I mean, Robert, I, thought, I mean, 
you saw him make plays against State, LSU, and Bama, but then you saw him. Mean, he could could he have had you a greater impact? You think he's being impact? punished for being a junior that's going to leave early? No, I mean, could he have done more in the Arkansas game? And so, like, you really didn't see much presence out of him at that point. Well, so. they were throwing like quick hitter passes to their tight end. I mean, that's true. I don't know. That doesn't give you much chance to rush the passer, especially when they when they were completing every one of those passes. And but you know, what are you going to do? Um... As I mentioned, Ole Miss to face Oklahoma State in the Sugar Bowl. Um, was that set last time we talked, John? I don't know. That was just no, set. We, that was we, set on Sunday. We thought we were going to play Baylor. Baylor lost so, to Texas. Well, we were speculating. We were speculating on rankings, and the rankings came out. That's I guess, true. The we day were, we recorded, they came out, and I think and, we recorded Tuesday, and then they came out that night, right after. Yeah, they came out that night. Um, I was surprised at the fact that Ole Miss was 13, Florida was 18 after this last set uh, going into the weekend because they ESPN base Ole Miss is sexy in terms of ESPN ratings wise because mm-hmm. they said, look, I mean, we we're going to use this eyeball test and not Florida them way down because they ESPN doesn't want Treon Harris on TV. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think it's two things as to why. Ole Miss is good for ESPN in this in this matchup because the offense is fun to watch. There's a lot of points. Um, Chad yep. Kelly is going to sling it around. Then also you have the NFL talent. Um, exactly. It's, it's, it's bowl just, season. It's going to be New Year's Day night. You're um, wrapping up bowls. And you're, yeah, uh, people are going to want to watch the draft that. prospects because, I mean, once football season's over, it's draft season, you know, because for a lot of people, um, it's only football season and not football season. So is I mean, it goes Super Bowl and the Combines two or three three weeks later, and that is what some seamlessly transition. Exactly. So, so I, it makes sense that ESPN would want Ole Miss in this game over Florida. Um, yeah. What do you think about Oklahoma State, Ole Miss's opponent? They started the season strong. They won ten games in a row. Um, kind of fell apart against Oklahoma and Baylor at the end. Um, the only time I really saw them was I watched Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Oklahoma yeah, I watched Oklahoma that too. Snatched them. Um, I think it's a good matchup for Ole Miss because Oklahoma State can give up points and Ole Miss can score points. I mean, I, 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 kind I, of I think Ole Miss's right. defense has the advantage over Oklahoma State's defense. Both offenses are good, um, but I agree this this it works out pretty well for Ole Miss. I was a little more worried about playing Baylor, but that was only because you know who knows what quarterback would have been back well, by then. You know, if you're playing Baylor's fourth string quarterback, obviously nothing to worry about there. Texas yeah. took care of him. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, we don't want we did we don't want to. It would be nice to have a bowl win by default, I guess, but it would be more fun to win against a team that actually is is at its highest level, at least, than beating yeah, Baylor's think, fourth screen you know, scrub. I think Oklahoma State's healthy, so it's right. So it'll be fun. It should be a good matchup. Um, as I mentioned, that's January first in New Orleans. Uh, do you want to talk about some other bowl games here, John? Obviously, uh, the championship will come following the two semifinal games, which this season yeah. are. What bowls are they this season? It's the Orange Bowl, which has Clemson, Oklahoma, and then uh-huh. the Cotton Bowl has Alabama, Michigan State. I guess the other, the other game, real quick, would be the Big Ten title game, which was the most Big Ten game ever until the fourth quarter when former Ole Miss commit C.J. Beathard throws an 85-yard touchdown pass. You're thinking, okay, Iowa's hit the big play, but Michigan State comes down the field. 22-play drive, yeah. um, seven runs Crazy. in the last, last 13 yards, I think is what it was. Crazy. Pretty, I mean, pretty dramatic and ending to the game. I, I thought Iowa's schedule was a joke all year. Right. Um, but they, they still went 12-0, and 0, which is impressive. But yeah, Didn't give them much. Wasn't. Really didn't, thought they softballed their way in. They, they impressed me. You, you watched that game saying neither team could have easily won. And if Iowa had – 
that would have been the playoff. It's, I saw where they'd be a 14-point dog of Bama. I, their defense could – can they know how to play their style, which is muck the game up and then mm-hmm. let their defense and then make have offense make a play here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad the Rose Bowl took them and didn't just go grab Ohio State simply because of the brand. I thought that was – right. That was good to see. Because you watch that game, you say Iowa deserves is legit. Doesn't need it. it really eliminated this whole idea that they had softballed their way through. I mean, they, they looked. I mean, they they could easily win that game. Is like Michigan State did. Michigan State obviously won in Columbus. Now, if the Ohio State team that showed up in Ann Arbor showed up against Michigan State, I think it would have been a different outcome. But that's that's Ohio State's fault for sleepwalking through the year and yeah. finally beating them. But regardless, I think that game was really good. I guess looking. Looking through the bowl games here, I guess we can do the we can do lines here as well. Get some early thoughts on that. Um, Ole Miss opens as a seven point favorite. Lines at seven right now, sixty eight and a half over under. So thirty five thirty four is what it takes to cover that game. I think. Yeah, the under is almost a little tempting there. It, it can it, if both teams play well. I think you. I think the like if it was a. If it was a championship game, I, I would take the over because you'd have both offenses right. locked in. But I think Ole Miss is focused for this bowl game after last year's debacle. And the defense had, is playing the best they've played all season, really accepting the Bama game the last two games here. I mean, especially can, against LSU, although obviously LSU hurt themselves with the the fact that their quarterback can't hit a pass. If Ole Miss can get a pass rush, I think they can force turnovers, and that'll let Yeah, them I mean, Ole Miss's defensive line, it's not the kind of thing that Oklahoma State's offensive line is used to seeing, I don't, I don't think, in the Big 12. Yeah, no Fadal Brown hurts, but he had been hampered. Yeah, I mean, you could tell he was kind of – I mean, you didn't know he was injured, but there was definitely something going on where he wasn't being as disruptive as we thought he was going to be this season. Um, but, I mean, still healthy. You got a lot of talent. Um, Jenny Ward's been playing really well. It's going to be his last game as a Rebel. Yeah. Uh, same for Robert Kimdichi. Um, Marquise Haynes really came on late in the season, so I think it'll be it'll be pretty good. Also, something that you know you have to remember is the linebacker play has really stepped up the last couple of games. Um, who's thirty-one? Demarcus Gates. Gates is, Gates Gates is coming is on. Well. No Denzel Kimdichi in the bowl game, but I think that just gives more playing time to Gates, who's been playing really well. Um, what, what are you saying? Zach? Typically, you would lean to the under in bowl games because everybody has a month off and sloppiness, and unless you get the bunch of turnovers, sloppiness. See, I, yeah, that. I think Ole Miss should have a big day. I just don't know how many points Oklahoma State will score, but I think in the dome, Chad Kelly is gonna gonna sling it all over the place. I would agree. Like I said, I think Ole Miss is motivated. Really, t- take a minute to talk about this team's legacy and watching. I don't know what you, if you thought about this watching the SEC title game, but. What, I was watching Coker. You're watching Florida, going, man. I mean, there's part of me that says Ole Miss could have definitely smashed Florida and Alabama. They have Henry, but they're not really great this year. Coker's a serviceable quarterback. He's not bad. Alabama's good player. on the lines, like they always are. They're they're not great. In Their skill secondary positions. is beatable, though. Oh, we for sure, that. we saw that. Yeah, I mean Cyrus Jones is. Is good, but he's not, you know, a dominant corner. And I think Reggie Ragland's good too, but I think Reggie Ragland's kind of overhyped at, at line. I think right Ra- Ragland's a great run stopper, but you get, but you make him move around in coverage. Exactly. He is too. Yeah, That's, I mean, I also think Ole Miss's scheme is a really tough matchup for the way Alabama likes to play defense. Yeah, it is. 
Um, and, that, and that's we've seen that the last. They two don't years. have a great nat- natural. Well, they do, and they don't have a pass rush. It's kind of weird. They have a ton of sacks, but they don't have just that one guy that is absolute. I guess I mean, they have a ton of sacks because there's no one on their on their line that you can double team. Like you can't take anyone away, you know, and that and that kind of creates difficulties for an offensive line when they're they're sending these four guys every play. I, I just think over time it grinds them down and they create sacks that way. Yeah, but I agree. I think it's more of a wear and tear versus just an outright pass rush. Yeah, exactly. So. They're not speed rush sacks. They're just, you know, they pile them up by breaking breaking down your offensive line. So watching this game, there's part of me that says this team really did blow a chance to win the league because you can't tell me that when they played. There's no doubt we, about that, yeah. But I think I think that really the ultimate legacy of this team is kind of will be determined by what do what happens over the next few years. Does if Freeze keeps recruiting at a high level, it appears he will. If Shea Patterson comes in, he probably will. I guess we'll get into that here in a minute. If he's, yeah, yeah. we'll talk. We'll get a recruiting after this. I won't say looking around. He want to make sure he's. He want to make sure he's comfortable. Well, I wouldn't say he's not looking around, but go on. Anyway, um, I don't think he's looking around to to bail. I think he's looking around to. We'll, we'll get into it, but um. If they, if this, if this team, if almost goes to Atlanta in two or three years, and let's say makes the playoff, college football playoff, this, this 2013 recruiting class will be, which they, they already are, but the 2015 season will be viewed at, viewed as part of the stepping stone of building exactly. process. Exactly. Yeah, I think you're totally right. And that, so it, it'll be like, it'll be, you know, they, they could, they probably should, they should have gone to Atlanta, but they went. Let's say they go and they got, they got them the Sugar Bowl. That had happened in 46 years. It's a, that's a, I mean, the Peach Bowl is one thing. The Sugar Bowl is another in terms of a milestone. They beat, beat Alabama back to back. They beat, they pounded State and LSU. Really, that team it'll they'll be remembered well. You know, it could it could have been this, but overall they were part of the process. If almost falters the next two or three years, and they let's say they go seven five eight and four, recruiting doesn't quite work out. Shea Patterson goes to Alabama. Yeah, whatever happens. Then this this will be looked at as kind of more in the way in a way how the 2003 team is is and right which you, you don't get mad at it, but you because they they didn't have as much talent as this 2015 roster but this was their their shot Ole Miss's chance to get to Atlanta and they blew it and they haven't been able to overcome it so I think really what the I mean what the 2016, 17, and 18 Ole Miss teams do will ultimately have an impact on how how people look at the 2015 team. Yeah, it gets, a, it gets a great point because, I mean, if you ask Ole Miss fans, they'll tell you that, you know, the 2013 class, uh, you know, did great things, but the most important thing they did was create the perception that elite recruits can go to Ole Miss. And the reason they say that yeah. is because Ole Miss fans expect – you know, 2016 class to potentially be even more impactful um, as just as far as stars go, um, and they and you know we if we're being optimistic, we think Hugh Freeze is laying a good foundation in the last four seasons for something that's going to last you know well into the future. But for the detractors, exactly, it's like it's like you said, 2016 class hasn't been signed yet. Um, you know, there's there's no Greg Little, there's no Shea Patterson. You know, enrolled at Ole Miss yet? Basically, it's easy to say this is the highest Ole Miss is ever going to recruit. This was the peak as far as talent is concerned. So, really, there's nothing that you can really do about the narrative except wait, like you're saying. That's really the only thing that's going to that's gonna tell, you know, what this season really meant is what happens the next two seasons. I totally agree with you, John. Yeah. Okay, so we'll, we'll finish up going through the bowls here and then get to recruiting. That Let's do it. You. Um, 
So we're talking about Ole Miss, I'm just kind of I'm looking through lines here. Arkansas, just because the first thing up here in the – they're playing the Liberty Bowl, I believe, against Kansas State. All they're right. Games here. Woohoo, Pig Suey. Yeah, have fun with your Pig. 45 t-shirts, though, guys. I bet you can wear all those to Liberty Bowl. You guys are the greatest. Brett Bielema and Bill Snyder, uh, Arkansas minus 13-point favorite, 62-and-a-half over under, which sounds high, except I realize it's Brandon Arkansas out. Arkansas can't stop anybody. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they can't stay away. And Brandon Allen against the Big 12 defense, even uh, that feels like a good over. Well, I don't know, but see, I mean, if you look at Arkansas's last few games, I think it does. I mean, they, 13, it's come down to ten and a half to eleven and a half and ten. I'm, if if you got Arkansas like at minus nine and a half, I'd take that. Oh yeah, I take it under ten, but. I mean, I don't really trust Arkansas. Though. I don't trust Arkansas. They have a, They got a big win in Oxford, points. but geez, I mean, they're they're pretty bipolar. I don't like that. I'm tempted to because I don't trust Arkansas defense win by ten. The over under if they were playing like if they were playing this weekend, I'd say take play the over. But this, this is where bowl games get hard to hard to look at. So I, I guess we'll as we get closer to the game, maybe we can figure it. We can decide if it's a good idea or not. Penn State, Georgia, and I believe is that the Jacksonville Bowl, the Gator Bowl. I is it think Tax Tax Slayer. I think it's either that or Tax the, Slayer is the old Gator. Yeah, Outback's on January one. I think it's Outback's Tax Outback's Tampa. Yeah. Um. So regardless, one of these Florida bowls is not the Citrus. Penn State, Georgia, pretty hilarious matchup. Georgia doesn't have Mark Rick, and they are opens a seven point favorite. It's stayed at seven or six and a half depending on your book. 43 point over under. Oof. Yeah. I like I like the under. I do, I do too. Those teams aren't really scoring right now, but so play, I, I like um I like Georgia's defensive front versus Penn State's offensive line. I think that's a good Hacken, matchup for the dogs. Hackenberg is terrible. Yeah. I mean, and he can't he doesn't have any time to throw either. His offensive James line is Frank, awful. James Franklin runs into Mark Rick's old team. Penn State's kind of been well, they've had scholarship. Frank, everybody's been make, likes to make fun of Franklin, but the whole scholarship thing with Penn State, I think, is worth. So, he's, so who's who's coaching the bowl game? It's not Mark Rick, and it's not Kirby Smart. Well, I tell you that the way the Georgia situation has unfolded is just hysterical. And if well, you could easily lose like a whole year here with Kirby Smart staying mostly with Alabama until the playoffs, it's perfect timing and, to me because they come to Oxford. Exactly. And, yeah, they, they, they should not be good next season when they come to Oxford. We'll see them. You think Jason Eason will be starting next season? Probably, right? I think Jacob Eason will not be. Probably. Oh yeah, I said Jason Eason, not Jacob Eason. Yeah, I think Whatever. he might go somewhere else. It. <laughs> Sixty forty, he goes to Georgia. I think it's just, it's just tough. I think to it'd say. be hilarious if he followed Rick to Miami. That would be hilarious. I think it, that's the thing. Where's he going to go? He's not going to go to Washington State as much. No, as he he's not. Even though he's from Washington, he's not going to go play there. He's not going there. Um, I can see him going somewhere like USC he, or something. Well, but USC promoted Helton like the most underwhelming thing ever. So he go to Alabama. He, They're talking the number one recruits. Number I one guess Chris Peterson can't get him to play at, at uh, Washington. So the Washington's Washington's so under the radar. Like. It's, it's they suffer from the West Coast time thing, and also like who cares about Pacific Northwest football? Seahawks fans, exactly. No one. Um, yeah, I mean, would he follow Rick to Miami? I'd love to see. It'd be it. funny. I think he's taking a visit. Maybe yeah, he loves Rick. I could see that. I mean, I think it's. Uh, we'll see. He, he'll, he's. In, he'll be interesting to watch how that unfolds. How does 
as he respond to whoever Kirby, who, who's Kirby Smart going to make his offensive coordinator? I mean, that'll be interesting. That's to a see. good question. There was interest apparently in Dan Werner. We might have talked about that yeah. last week. I don't remember. So I guess, I guess a little bit of news: Bjork and Freeze saying they're going to work on incre- Bjork had the quote in, yeah. work on increasing the assistant pool. So and that's nice. Yeah, that's that's good news. Obviously, Freeze's salary will increase this year. That's just how the contract was structured with built-in pay raises. Yeah. Um, I assume that they'll get another extension in place and extend. You know, because in Mississippi, the max contract is four years. So basically, what happens is every year. Athletic director like adds another year onto the contract. It'll be interesting to see John if um, if Dan Mullen gets the extra year added on this year. You know, you have he's, to think some of those people in Starkville are kind of upset with the way he handled the coaching surges this season. Uh, yeah, that he he can't get a job, which is really yeah, that's just a, that's that's not a great look, especially considering uh, they're 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 waiting on some recruits within the state of Mississippi, like AJ Brown, for instance, at Starkville. Um, Scott Lashley, the offensive tackle from West Point. Um, Raquan Davis committed to Alabama. Kobe Jones, also from Starkville, looking at Alabama at Ole Miss. Basically, they're fighting Alabama at Ole Miss for all of these guys. And uh, just to me, it, it seems like it would be a lot easier for Saban and Freeze to recruit against Mullen right now the way the last two weeks have gone in the media with all these coaching rumors. Yeah, I mean, Mullen clearly wants out. The thing is, State can't just tell him to go take a job because who are they going to go hire? I mean, he's yeah. done a good job there. But then, I don't know, that's, that's kind of a – Kind of a funny dynamic. We'll see what's going unfold. But, I mean, if he wins five or six next year headed into Oxford and he doesn't win in Oxford and three in a row for freeze, I mean, that seat is, is quite warm at that point. It, it, it's hot seat. To and see, I think, I think that the reason he wants to get out so badly, besides the fact that he's always wanted to stepping stone from that job, it seems – is because he knows after next season he might not you know get to leave on his own accord. I I don't think they would fire him after next season, but man, that would be a really hot seat. No, yeah, but he'd have to do something in seventeen for sure. Yeah, it's not an SEC line. Ohio State minus five though, up to six and a half. I would lay those suckers just as a if you look, somebody's looking at Notre money. Dame. Is that right? Yeah, Notre Dame's. Yeah, but uh, I mean, how motivated is Ohio State? I think they're pissed off and not in the playoff. And yeah, all but do, how, all many those, how many of those Bose, guys are leaving after Bose, that game? Bosa uh, and Ezekiel Elliott are all going to go want to show up, show out and against another Dame team. And but these are all those are already guys that have that are highly regarded no matter what. I, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, but they remind everybody it could be worth something. I don't know. I, yeah, I, it's possible. We'll see what happens. Um, Florida, Michigan, Citrus Bowl, Michigan minus four, 43 over under. Um, I love the under here because Florida, Florida yeah. does have a really good defense, as ugly as they are to watch. And, yeah, uh, Michigan Michigan is pretty we good saw offensively. Against, Florida's we saw, bad offensively, obviously. We saw against Ohio State that Michigan still needs work at the line of scrimmage to compete at the highest level. I think Michigan wins this game, but it, I like it. It's, this has like seventeen three written all over it. I mean, I, I love the under in this game. Tennessee against Northwestern. What the hell bowl is that? Um, Outback Bowl, I guess. Yeah. Um, Tennessee minus nine against Northwestern. That feels high. It feels like too many points. Yeah, I mean Northwestern was sneaky competent earlier in the season, but I haven't really heard anything about them in like Tennessee's two a lot. Tennessee's kind of lollygag through the last month of the season. We'll see what they're. They yeah, their run game has been pretty good though. 
They did. I mean, they have an extremely mobile quarterback and a really good running back, decent offensive line. It's. I mean, I don't know. It's not a complicated just, equation. I just don't have a good feel for that either way. I don't either. I've never actually watched Northwestern play. I just know that they won a couple of upsets earlier in the season. I think they went ten and two. Interestingly enough. Yeah. Um. Alabama opens in minus eight and a half against Michigan State. It's up to ten on some books. Um, yeah, I mean, Alabama's definitely half, winning that game. and a half over under. Connor Cook, sneaky bad. Yep. Um, 49 and a half. I want to say take the under. I don't know about I'll that. Like, I think Alabama can score. I know Michigan State's got a good defense, but Alabama's offense has been really clicking. I think Bama is in the 20s and State is in the teens there. So, like I mean, you'd be good on 20, the under if that's how it goes. But. 27, 17, something like that. I don't know. But this is also one of those games where not playing for a month can lead to a sloppy turnover and a free touchdown, too. I uh-huh. mean, that, yep. that's right there. It's a good, like, I think it's a good over under set there. Like, because 27, 24 covers. Um, I, I, I think Alabama likes that matchup. They're 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 more vulnerable against Clemson or Oklahoma. Oklahoma, yeah. I think Alabama fans are just really secretly worried about Oklahoma more than anything after that Sugar Bowl two years ago. And Oklahoma block um, Alabama's defensive line remains to be seen. That'll be kind of the key if that matchup unfolds. Florida State minus seven against Houston. I actually picked Houston to win on my bowl pick them because I think Florida State comes in here and doesn't care. That's my theory. We'll um, see. I don't know about that. We'll see. We'll see. They I, could think, also- I, I think Memphis has a really good shot. Oh, Memphis. How is Auburn favored? Holy cow. Yeah, I know. I, I just think Memphis having the chance, after all the stuff that happened this season, having the chance to beat two SEC teams in one season, I think they can get up for that. But at the same time, Fuente's gone. You know, they get a, I, I don't know. They get a big name, and Paxton Lynch is looking to. Yeah, like, I, I like Memphis there. there. I like, I like Memphis a lot there. Um, Louisville, Texas A and M. What an underwhelming football game. Yeah, that's a that's a snoozer right there. I believe that's the music. Remember, City Bowl. remember when A&M Auburn two and a and M two and a half means we have no idea what to do. Exactly. Right? Remember when Auburn played Louisville in the first game of the season? Everybody thought it was an important game. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Yeah, everybody thought those were real teams. Yeah, that was those are good times. Kevin Sumlin, that cat is on the hot seat. Yeah, his seat is very hot as well. And and the fact that that seat like probably costs like four hundred million dollars to build only makes it that much hotter because people are like, "Yo, we gotta get our money out of this seat." Money's not the issue with it. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying they've spent so much on his program, they yeah. won't wins. It's not. It's not because they many, don't have a lot of money. It's how many games they, does he have to win next year to keep it nine? Up? Uh, at least, at least nine games. I mean, nine and then ten with the bowl would be would maybe sate them for a second. But I mean, they want to win the SEC. I mean, just imagine your first two years in the league having Johnny Manziel. Talk well, about you uh, don't build a half a billion dollar stadium to finish fourth in the West. Unrealistic expectations that would set up. That's like that's like Hugh Freeze six, seven, eight wins. Like that's but even worse. Honestly, that's that's worse than the way Freeze started his tenure as far as expectations go. 2016 Texas A&M. They open uh, UCLA at home. That's oh, their non-power five opponent. Josh Rosen will be a sophomore. I think the Bruins are favored in that. And then I was I was wanting to see who they got from the East. They have Tennessee at home. Okay. Well, all of, all of the judges. What, but in what month? How? When is that game played? October eighth. 
Okay, I mean Tennessee could probably could easily still be bad at that point. I think all the jokes aside, Tennessee's the number two team in the East next year. Might win the thing. Well, they, yeah, I think no no jokes. The East is going to be bad again next year. Like it's going to be a, Florida. It's going to be number Florida two in the East behind Florida, right? Who's been extremely inconsistent. I mean, good in a lot of spots, but they still aren't there yet. Does Tennessee have to play Will Greer next year? Uh, he uh, no, because no, uh, he, he'll come back early early October, and they play Florida the twenty fourth in right. Indian Stadium. So, twenty fourth of October is that you said? Twenty fourth of September is when they play. Oh Florida. yeah, so he won't be back yet. He, Greer, because Ole Miss game was the third, October third. Greer, and he was suspended like the tenth, maybe or the or the fifth or something. Yeah, we we really. I think, I think Greer can come back for the week of for the October eighth game. So Tennessee gets four at home with Treon Harris or somebody not named Will Greer. So uh, Tennessee should win the East next year. No, no, no. Their back jokes aside, that's that should happen. Tennessee should. I bet. Well, okay. Who else does Florida play before they get Greer back in the in the East? What other East opponents? The Kentucky, they'll beat them. UMass, North Texas, they got a soft first three games at Vanderbilt. They get Greer back for LSU at home, so they should. So I mean, they could still win the East. They could still win the East. Yeah. So we'll and see. The Tennessee has to play Alabama. They also have to go to college. At the I mean, same time, though, Max gonna he's gonna lose must champ recruits this year. I mean, we'll see how much he's recruited of his own. You know. Yeah, he's got a talent base there. He just has to be confident. He has to be a brilliant recruiter to get talent at Florida. He definitely has a talent base. I'm just this season he wasn't using his own talent, so it could be a little different. We'll see how it goes. That's very true. That's very true. Mississippi State opens at minus seven against North Carolina State. It's falling down to five or five and a half. Really, I like the dogs there, but I mean, I just don't think NC State's. That I think good. Dak his last game he comes out. But that was what everybody said about the Egg Bowl too. So. Yeah, but this is a this is a mid 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 tier ACC team. Yeah, it's this true. isn't a, this isn't a team that uh, the team that probably. Should, I guess my question is how ACC. much how much does State need that energy? You know, because they were really flat in that empty Orange Bowl stadium last year, and I don't think there's going to be a huge crowd at, at this game either. Yeah, the Georgia Tech. What was what's really fascinating about the Georgia Tech loss last year is that everybody that's played Tech. Georgia Tech a triple option a bowl game. It's they're easy because they get a month to practice. Exactly, typically shuts them down because they have a month to practice. And State was unable to do that. I guess State was more. I mean, of a they had Jeff Collins was out that. We month. lost. Yeah, yeah, I, I just think we, when State loses the Egg Bowl, it, it affects their. It definitely affects the way they travel to the bowl. I don't I know think, about team mentality. I think it was more we lost a chance to make the playoff was what really hurt because the, because that locker room thought if they beat Ole Miss they had a hell of a chance and then mm-hmm. that was a bummer versus this team it's Dak's last game you think they'll my guess is they get up and play it I guess my um, question is does does North Carolina State have anyone that can rush the passer because if they do they might be able to get some sacks there it just about anybody can sack Dak these days they're they're well they're the state O line is terrible. Yeah, it's but, it's the worst, probably the worst in the league. Yeah, we touched on Auburn, Memphis already. Love the tiger. Uh, well, they're both tigers. Love the Memphis Tigers there. I like it. Yeah. What's the? How much is Auburn favored by? Two and a half up to three, and some right. point money's coming in. So psh, give give give. That's, me. A, that's a home game for Memphis too. No, nah, it's in Birmingham. That's oh, I thought that was a Liberty Bowl. Uh, the, oh, that's A and M. A and M is a Liberty Bowl. Legion Field. Oh man! So 
home game for Auburn. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's a that's a hellhole too. It'll be interesting to see attendance at that game. That actually kind of be a good, interesting fan shot. Uh, Texas Tech LSU LSU minus seven and a half against Texas Tech. Um, in the Houston Bowl, Texas Bowl played in Houston at Reliant Stadium. I like LSU. I think they're focused. Wes Miles um, was fired and then not. This, the over-under 74, which sounds higher than hell, but I think part of my Thanksgiving was watching Texas Tech, Texas, my uncle being a Texas alum, and let me just say that the Big 12 is bad. LSU, I think LSU is focused because they want to, they want to play well for less and take some pressure off. Of right, that. and prove that you know that they were right. That Les is the is the best guy for the job, whatever. Because Les is a huge players' coach. I mean, I think they they love playing for him. LSU physically can overwhelm Texas Tech. Yes. I, I love LSU big, and I love the under here. This is a this is a game LSU could win. Well, I think Texas Tech is going to find. I, I I don't know about that. I don't know about loving I think the under. LSU, Texas Tech finds ways to score against just about everybody. A focused LSU will just can rush the passer and absolutely just blitzkrieg text text front. I, I think don't know, man. I don't know. I've watched some Tech games this year too. I, I don't know. I think LSU should win, but I don't know about totally shutting down Texas Tech. I think LSU could win this game 45-17. If you tell me to pick a nah, blowout. Don't see that. Don't, do not see that. We'll see. LSU, LSU wins this, this game. This is good. This is good. We'll have we'll have stuff to talk about. One of us gets to be right. Yeah. This is, so we have opinions here. Um, Baylor, North Carolina, no, it's not big SEC. That could be a good bowl game if Baylor gets a quarterback healthy. Um Let's see. Yeah, I mean, I, I like North Carolina just because of the way Baylor's played lately. UCLA only six and a half point favorite over bad Nebraska. I, I think yeah, the, I, I don't. I, I think read the, on that. The Bruins. I like the Bruins because I think with Rosen, be, they're, they're developing a quarterback. They're going to take the ball seriously. Um, let's see. Southern Miss and Washington in the heart of Dallas Bowl played in the Cotton Bowl Stadium in Dallas. Woo! That's good stuff right there. Washington minus eight and a half. It could be interesting. Washington's the best defensive team in the Pac-12. I did watch the Apple Cup. It was raining the whole time in Dallas, so we were focused. We were watching watch the Apple Cup Friday afternoon. Washington's defense is good. I think they can win off talent, but we'll see. Um, who else? I think that's all. I think we hit all the SEC games. Arkansas is too big of a line. That just doesn't make sense. So LSU Texas Tech is the game we we argue about. Yeah, we have a slight difference of opinion. I just don't. I mean, I I I see exactly where you're coming from, especially with the the talent matchup. But I just watching LSU this season, they make so many mistakes. They get penalized so often. Their quarterback play is so bad. I just I don't see them forty five seventeen in anyone right now. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, and I think their, their defense has been as underperformed as well, considering all the talent they have. Yeah. Um, so let's move on here. Um, talk a little bit about recruiting. The Mississippi-Alabama All-Star Game is this week. Uh, on Team Mississippi, several Ole Miss commits and prospects. Headlined by DK Metcalf, the number 24 player in the country by the Rivals rankings. Uh, or Not five-star, I should say four-star wide receiver uh, using those same Rivals rankings. 
Um, he's really good, but also playing across from him, Starkville wide receiver A.J. Brown, who has really come on strong lately. Um, people say he might be even better. And D.K. Metcalf, the two have been talking about you know, both, I mean, uh, playing together, and presumably that would be at Ole Miss since Metcalf is a, is a very solid commitment, son of a former Ole Miss player and Terrence Metcalf. Um, that would be crazy, John, but, you know, it, it's hard to believe that State would let A.J. Brown go to Ole Miss. I think that, I think they they let him go to Alabama long before they let him go to Ole Miss. It's, it's kind of a, a Leo Lewis or... I say Leo Lewis because, you know, the rumor is that State paid well over market for Leo, and that's kind of what I see happening here if A.J. Brown ends up staying home and going to State. I think it's going to be a situation where, you know, they mass hysteria, give him a ridiculous offer, and uh, and he just can't turn it down, stays home. Is productive. I think he would by far be their best receiver, especially once Wilson and Ross are gone. Um and, and he would be the guy, you know, there. He would be the centerpiece of their passing game. But, you know, they just don't have a, as, as productive of a passing game as Ole Miss. I think that's the knock if you're trying to recruit head-to-head there. Yeah, I mean, I think Ole Miss has 10 20% chance of getting him. And really, for Ole Miss, it's not a make or break. I mean, with the wide receiver depth, at this point, your wide receiver recruiting is just – you know, take flyers just about anybody. As long as you get one or two top guys every season, we're going to be fine because of the talent we've already accrued. Yeah, dom- dominating wide receiver recruiting is important for for getting quarterbacks and presuming Shea Patterson. And they kind of go hand in hand because having Shea Patterson, having Shea Patterson has recruited wide receivers this season. Those are those are the two positions, and those are probably the two positions for he's recruited best. But no doubt about that. So yeah, let's let's move on and talk about Shea Patterson now. We've been alluding to it all show, but um. Yeah, what's got you all worried? My well, official stance is he's coming to Ole Miss, and everybody just calm the hell down. Well, I mean, it's easy to take that stance because you'll probably be right, and then it'll be you'll be able to say you were never worried. But I think at this point, you know, it's it's only responsible as an Ole Miss fan to be a little nervous. He's having an in-home visit tomorrow from Nick Saban uh, to hear you know Alabama's pitch to him. He has Ohio State coaches coming in. Um, also later this week, he has been hinting that he might. Visit Tuscaloosa in the coming days. He is an early enrollee, so um, he only has about a month left to make his decision, maybe a little bit less even. Um, he started the process of enrolling at Ole Miss, done some financial scholarship paperwork, although that does not bind him to Ole Miss. He does That's not totally to for, to for everybody listening that binds Ole Miss to the recruit. But not, not the recruit to Ole Miss. Miss. Absolutely. I'm just, it's absolutely meaningless. It, but it isn't. Well, it isn't meaningless because it's not like he hasn't started that process, which if he hadn't, that would be another reason to be concerned. But um, I, I think he is still – he still thinks that Ole Miss is the best fit for him. He just doesn't want to – you know, be out of these other schools uh, in case something does happen at Ole Miss, um, which seems unlikely at this point in the whole coaching carousel thing. But also just in case, you know, he changes his mind, I guess. He wants to still have these relationships. And and also I think he wants to hear the pitch because Alabama, you know, they can make a pitch of early playing time. But, you know, how real is that really looking at who's on their roster at quarterback and, and who's, who's even gonna- played at Alabama as a freshman in the last saving era? Hell, who's going to coach him is the question. It's Kiffin, if you believe yeah. anything, Kiffin's going to take going to go to the NFL this job. season. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, is Saban, Saban going to be there his whole, the whole time? Shays Not likely. How old would Saban be when he, when he went to the NFL? Saban I mean, I, I think if Saban wins the national title this year, he takes a hard look at retiring. A lot of people have been saying that. 
Which we always say that those say about, but I really think it depends on how his financial situation is because a lot of people don't. I mean, Nick Saban has had some investments go poorly in the last five or ten years, and um, I, I know at one point. Enlighten me on this. I'm all ears. Oh, you haven't heard about this? Um, It was like a development project when he was the coach at LSU. Some boosters uh, got him in on it. And as recently as two years ago, I found an article um, or a post or something saying that he was at least still like $25 million in debt uh, with that. That's the reason that the Alabama Alumni Association or whoever bought his house for him. Uh, That was when he he was really trying to pay off all those debts, I guess. One less thing he had to had to carry on his balance sheet. But yeah, apparently that's a real thing. Um, so the only reason I think Saban would want to hang around at Alabama is not to achieve more. I think it's because he likes the job, enjoys doing it, and also because, what is it, $8 million a year or whatever. I mean, that's not bad. That's pretty yep. good. That's pretty good. Money. And if, if essentially he's, let's say, I mean, if his real, if his, he's got a $25 million hole in an investment that he's, been working out of. I mean, that. he could easily make make millions on TV. He could easily go somewhere else if he wanted to. I mean, there are other options. He could go to the NFL. There are options open. I'll to buy him. the idea of LSU guys getting him in a rat hole investment because that was the part. It's real. Was... No, dude. Hey, Google it, man. It's it's a real thing. It sounds like a rumor, and I'm sure if uh, any Alabama fans were like on this show, or if my cousin who is an Alabama blogger was here, he would say that it was all BS. But he says that about literally everything that's anti-Alabama. So. uh do your own research, folks. Do some googling. Hold on, I can tell you the name of the. Uh, I can tell you the name of the development that went under, if you want to. Yeah. Because I was, I did some, I was doing some background on this not hey, Tiger, too long ago. What's up? What'd you say? Uh, I found a link here. Yeah. No, this. Uh, I'll buy this. It's because, real. Because when, because when when the boosters bought his house, that I could not figure that one out at all. Mm-hmm. Oh, he also sold his lake house in Georgia um, not long ago. Yeah, t- he, well, he filmed the fairy show from there like this summer, but maybe he I think he just too. sold it this season. Okay. Um. Yeah, hold on. This is the this I found it through this this tiger droppings thread, and then I did some more googling yeah. on it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I buy it. I mean, I I, I that didn't. Well, that's pretty much what happens when you have uh, when you have money in Louisiana. Shady people try and get you to invest it in things. Um, and Nick so Saban's not a that football surprising. coach. He's not a real estate exactly. Czar. I mean, who was, someone was saying maybe uh, maybe Edward Ashoff or someone on the Rebel Grove podcast said that he thought Nick Saban could be the CEO. Oh no, no, no! I know what it was. I was reading um, the ESPN profile of Jimmy Sexton that they just published, yep. which was good. But Sexton, who his job is to promote Nick Saban. Said that that Nick Saban could be the the CEO of Microsoft or something like that if he wanted to. And I, I don't buy that. I think I think Nick Saban's a really good football coach, but I don't buy into this whole thing that every good football coach could do anything they want. Like they have specialized skill sets. They have things they're really good at, and for the most part, they have somewhat obsessive OCD personalities that uh, drive them to put in the kind of hours they put into doing what they're doing. Um, yeah, but I agree. I, I don't think Saban's necessarily a great businessman, so it's not that surprising. Um, but yeah. yeah, Saban retiring would be great um, for Ole Miss recruiting. Although you get worried if Saban retires, what does that set in motion? You know, Dabo leaves Clemson. Who does Clemson get? What is that school? What do they do? You know, it's it, it's another reason for concern, I guess, if you're Ole Miss trying to hold on to Hugh Freeze. But I mean, nothing you can really do about it. 
getting Saban out of the West is is a good thing on the whole. At the end of the day, let's say Ohio State and Alabama are like legit threats for Shea. If you're freeze, you sit down. Here's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Who the hell has Alabama produced at quarterback? Exactly. The last guy I can think of is Kenny Stabler, and the snake played in the 70s. Exactly. So, I mean, it's basically in today's era of football, nobody. A.J. McCarron is hated in the league. Uh, McElroy was a, McElroy talked too much in the jet locker room. His guys have his guys have walked in thinking they know too much in the mm-hmm. league. If you look at it, so yeah. that's to I mean I don't see. And then you ha, plus you have the reputation of being a game manager at Alabama. I mean yeah, Shea Patterson expects expects to be an NFL franchise. I mean whether or not he becomes one or not is a totally different question. But he expects to be an NFL franchise quarterback at this point. You're not going to get the – nobody's going to think you're that at Alabama, period. I mean, and, and if he puts up big numbers, it's because he's got talented receivers, it's because defense puts him in positions. It's not because you did it. It's because everybody else around you is really good. Mm-hmm. That's, the, that's the reputation. When they look at – everybody goes, well, hell, I mean, Blake Sims went 11-1 and won the SEC there. Jake Coker went 11-1 and won the SEC there. I mean, what's the deal when, you know, if you lose a game, you're not any better than them. So I, I don't see how you can take that serious. Plus, Kiffin, who, who's going to be coaching him, don't know. Is could Saban? I mean, even I don't think he. I don't think he will retire. He, he might. He might retire if he wins the title. But let's say he comes back. Is he? Is he going to be there for four more years? You'd probably say no before he said yes. Mm-hmm. I scratch them off. Ohio State is interesting. Urban is proving coach guys, but I mean. Hey, look at all the drama this year at Ohio State. They're clearly the best roster, but they, from a, Urban basically split quarterback. He split the quarterbacks in two. Like, he literally did that for half the year. Yeah, it was silly. And that didn't work at all. I mean, go, Shay, if you, I mean, go talk to Cardell Jones about the whole situation. I mean, Cardell Jones should have come out last year. Mm, they, no doubt. Yeah, after those Because he won games, those games yeah. in the, in the the class was bad. Well, it wasn't bad. Mariota Winston, but he has a cannon, and people would have said, "What the hell? I'll take a shot at this kid." Now he's. I think he. I think he would have got drafted higher last year than what he what he is this year. Um, Barrett's there. I mean, I don't know. In the Big Ten, I mean, you're going to score. You're going to generally score more points and put up better stats in the SEC and high, high powered or the Big Twelve offense. Hugh Freeze is his coach quarterback. He got a lot of Applin at Arkansas State. I mean, for God's sake, look what he, he got. He made Bo, he got Bo Wallace to win as many games as Eli Manning. Mm-hmm. And then what he what he's done with Chad has been impressive. It's been and plus you're going to a school. I mean, the Manning name. I mean, Manning Eli Manning's still playing the NFL. Almost has a guy that's won two Super Bowls in the league. It's much easier to buy the narrative of a guy coming. The guy, a guy can come out of Ole Miss. People believe that. So I think it's it's also. I mean, if if plus, Shea was to plus, flip, plus, go on. Plus Ohio State. I'm sorry to interrupt, but Ohio State's going to go recruit Shea Patterson, 2017 version of Shea Patterson, and bring him in. So well, and versus yeah, Ole, Jake Fromm versus, was already committed to Alabama. The 2017 versus Ole, versus Ole Miss is going to be like, look, Shea, we will. We'll wait we, until you're a junior we'll not, to bring anybody in. Whoever we sign next year is a redshirt project. Like, exactly, we will pave the way for you. I mean, it should be. I a- guess we should mention Devonte Kincaid leaving the program announced yesterday. Um, probably trying to head to Houston. Um, 
Although, yeah, they would talk to Tom Herman. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't I right. Kind of exactly. I, the, the Houston story seems a little suspect. Um, TCU not, was not, rumored for him a couple of year ago. What were you saying? He's not good. He's not good enough to play at Houston. Ouch! Wow, gloves are off. Houston's a good team. But like at the I same mean, time, at the same time, we never tried to do a package for him. Like I, I think if 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 he was your quarterback, you could get a lot more production out of him than he we has did. No concept on the art and feel of throwing a football as a quarterback. That's fine, but like, are you telling me that Nick Marshall really did? Nick I mean, Marshall. I'm just saying. I'm saying that our system is for a passer, and he was never going to fit into it. I don't think Kincaid's an NFL defensive back, which is what Nick Marshall did. He get drafted. I'm going to look it up. He 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 was a free agent. He but he made agent. a roster. Though, I, don't, right? I don't think he. I don't know if he did. He may be a practice squad. I don't know. Um, but I, I mean, my my example. You don't have to be a defensive back to for my example still to make sense. Which yeah. is that they designed something for his skill set. Yeah. And I think Freeze could have gotten a lot more out of him if he had to. But it was really more obvious that he wasn't going to. And they needed him to fail so the locker room would be in support of Chad. Honestly. Um, so really, Freeze, was, it was the opposite of setting him up for success. It was more like, Mar- let's throw him out there and know that he can't do it. Marshall made the opening day roster for the Jags. Um, there you go. Uh, Kincaid's not good. Kincaid would never make a roster. But that point, my is, point is unchanged. Point is, Nick Marshall is an elite runner, and Kincaid he might run fast, but he's not. I mean, Marshall he doesn't, he doesn't run that fast. Marshall had vision, ran the option really well. I mean, he Kin, did. He Kincaid was. Kincaid could be a great conference USA quarterback. Well, I guess Houston. Houston yeah, America. what do you? <laughs> Houston's a top tier one. American program. They're. They're ranked 19th. Kincaid's not going to play Houston. He can go play for Tulsa or somebody like that. Um, but North yeah. Texas. So send him North Texas. He could definitely. I mean, he could coach North Texas as well as play <laughs> player coach. You know, um, that's that's a it's a classic position. Um, but yeah, I mean, hopefully next week we, if we talk again, um, we'll feel a little better about Shea Patterson. Hopefully he'll come out and say, yeah, you know, I talked to those coaches, but they weren't. They didn't blow away or anything. Besides that, um, it's a lot of wait and see for Ole Miss and recruiting. Currently, they're they're quote unquote in on four of the top five national players. If you're using those rivals rankings I was talking about earlier, Rashawn Gary. They're not, they're not getting Rashawn Gary, but they're all. in on Rashawn Gary. And I I I honestly don't know if if I think Ole Miss's position is better now with Gary than it was a couple of weeks ago because of some of the coaching changes. Muschamp leaving Auburn, I think, really took Auburn out of the equation. Um, I think Kirby Smart leaving Alabama made an impact on that. I think Rashawn wants to play in the SEC, um, and he hasn't visited that many SEC schools besides Alabama, Auburn, Ole Miss. I I don't know. We'll see. I, I think things a lot of things could change this recruitment down the stretch. I think, but also Shea Patterson number three, Mike Juarez number four, and he's an amazing player. Go check out his film. And if they can get him somehow, yeah, Mike Juarez is awesome. And then Greg Little number five. He's the linebacker immediately. Oh, yeah. No, Mike Juarez, I mean, looking at our defense next year, Mike Juarez becomes one of our best players the first day he steps on campus. I mean, he's he's a freak. Um, that would be a huge pull out of California. I, that would really I be impressive I, I, if they were able they to. Gotta get, they got to get his parents to campus somehow. I Have you seen his Twitter, though? Uh, he loves Ole Miss, but his parents don't make it. Don't get to visit Oxford. It's not happening. I mean, it's his avatar. 
is him wearing Ole Miss jersey in our practice facility. I don't know. We'll see. It definitely is leader right now. And uh, USC just fired all their defensive coaches, so he wasn't pumped about that. Here's a hot take for you. I think Rashawn Gary could be. I think his his mom is so vocal. I I wonder if that's just. I don't. I wonder if that's a long term distraction with him at a college program. I'm we'll not, see. He has, mean, he has elite measurables. So I mean, yeah. and we've seen elite measurables. You know, no matter what, you put him in the middle of that defensive line, they're going to be disruptive. Go, they're going to blow it up. up. So yeah, yeah. just tell him next Robert Kimdichie going to be a top five pick. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, and that's the same pitch they're making for Jeffrey Simmons. Um, a lot of it's, I mean, it's, it's going to be really helpful. Um, once the NFL draft is over and we get, you know, Robert Laramie Laquan all in the first round, because basically any defensive lineman, offensive lineman, or wide receiver you recruit, you can say, look, come here three years. We have the path for you. We know how to do it. And it's boom, boom, easy. It's done. Um, and even if they aren't three year players, you know, they're not going to realize that until after they're already on campus. So, it's a great recruiting tool. Yeah, I think Simmons and Benito play next to each other. It sounds like Simmons is getting up at Ole Miss. That yeah, that Simmons really likes Ole Miss. He's been rumored to be a private command, and he's he's a beast. If you look at his stat lines, he's literally unblockable oh, in high school. Well, he physically is a hoss, too. I mean, yeah. he, they will – I mean, he's going to he, be – He could be the next Robert Kambiji. I think he – I think, I think yeah, Simmons he's more does of an come. End. I think Simmons is probably a little – He's more of a big end type player. I, Ooh, I don't. I don't know about that. I don't know. I, I think he's a he's an NFL end, just like Robert is. But I think what he's, he's going to play tackle. And in, in what he does is we we should get table table cobbleson has this theory that we pretty much every player on defense be better in a three four scheme, which I don't think is necessarily a terrible piece of analysis. We should get him to analyze. I'm going to get him. I need to ask him to analyze Jeffrey Simmons in a three four format. I think Simmons could be a three four end and be fantastic. Oh, well, sure. Yeah. I mean, Robert, Robert as well. Robert's three, four end at the next level. But I, yeah. you know, it's hard to argue with Womack's results, though. I mean, with the, with the four, two, five, it, I don't know. For the most part, yes. The Arkansas game. Holy cow. They I don't think that was, I don't think that was scheme, though. I think that was effort and also 10 weeks of playing in a row. Hey. They they got out schemed bad in that game too. You think so? I I, yeah. I think it was a lot to do with the yeah, players I mean, not giving a damn. Coaches are going to have bad games. Freeze had a horrible game. Memphis one had a horrible game. Yeah. No and so those are going to happen. So no doubt about that. Um, real briefly, Ole Miss got a big one in basketball over UMass. Um, on recruiting, obviously, we'll talk a lot more recruiting in the next few weeks. I was kind of wrapping that segment, just saying there's a lot of wait and see on some of these big name prospects, but um, obviously, we'll keep you in the loop with those. Yep. Basketball, the Rebels are, oh, I'd say, I think six and two ish now. They beat UMass. I think that's right. Springfield, Massachusetts. Um, it was a good win. Held UMass's leading scorer to just one point and none from the field. Obviously, since you can't make a one-point shot in basketball, um, good day overall for Andy Kennedy and his um, his multiple defensive looks, um, which has always been an interesting hallmark of his coaching. Siobhan Moody continues to man the point um, to, to good success. I think he has two thirty-plus ga- uh, point games this season, which is pretty good. He had twenty-nine points in the opener. Um, but still a lot of question marks, you know, you really need some other guards to emerge. And so far that hasn't been the case. Sebastian Sayi is still the only real option, uh, in the post Tomas Jello is still not making the shots you need him to make. Um, but you know, still some time to figure it out before SEC play starts on January 2nd in Lexington versus the Wildcats. And then 
returns back to Oxford on January 6th to open up the Pavilion versus Alabama. So, AK's got a, the next game Saturday at Southeast Missouri. Um, and then after that, I think they're back in Oxford on Tuesday. I forget who they play. But uh, once again, some more some more wait and see on that front. So uh, we'll, uh, we'll figure out what this team has soon enough, I guess. That, I mean, that game at Kentucky will tell us a lot about if they actually can, at their best, compete with really good teams. I mean, because last season, we remember taking Kentucky to overtime. That was kind of a great sign that the team had a lot of potential when they played their best. Um, kind of worried it's not going to be nearly that close this season, but we'll see. Yeah, that'll kind of tell, that'll tell the story of can this front court survive if they right. stay out of foul trouble or are they just totally And I mean, also, um, this isn't the toast. Kentucky of last season. Kentucky is still elite, but, you know, they, they have more a lot more question marks this season than last season. They're good, but they're not at last year's level. Um, no, surely not. I did catch a little bit of the game Saturday. Just watching on the iPad while the, the uh, Florida Georgia, Florida Alabama game was going on. I, I will say Moody at the point makes this team much more. It's fun to watch too. It's, it's fun to watch. It's, it's actually yeah, it is fun to watch. Versus without it, it was very stuff and go. Yeah, not that great. With Moody at the point, they'll go. They'll win nine to. They can win. I think they're. Their floor, they're at least a 500 conference team. They're not going to be bad. Um, Saez and Moody are legit players. Can they develop anything around them, though, is kind of the question. Um, get, or get contributions from people around them. That's If you can get a third and potentially a fourth option like periodically to emerge, this, they, could, you know, they could win 12, let's say 12 games in conference play. But without that, they're, I mean, developing death – the uh, Jello, am I saying that right? Justin, probably not. Jello, I think it's Jello. Jello. So Jello shots got to actually make some shots. Yeah, Jello shots. There it is. That's his nickname from now on. I um, mean, he's a New- he's a baller when he hits the shots he needs to hit. So we'll see. Newbie, newbie gives him defense, and then was he was he playing? Of- was he playing well on Saturday? He's been a little lackluster at times this season. I honestly didn't notice Nuby that much, but yeah, that's, that's I, my I, problem. I, I, I need I, him to create I turnovers. Him, he, he, he will give them minutes in conference play. I know. He, I don't look at that. Can Perez give him anything? Wouldn't count on it, but you know, one of these days, like, kind of click. Yeah. Beyond think. that, it's kind of where, where do you look on this team? I mean, Mark Hammond's Hyman physically is talented, but I don't think he's really in the rotation right now. It's like a pulse statue. But either way, I mean. They with with Saez and Moody, they have a chance when they walk on the floor. Are they, is this a roster that can can sustain itself over the duration of a conference schedule over the next two to three months? We'll see, but they have a chance, and they they are fairly kind of wide. I think it'll be a decent team to watch them uh, enter enter and open the pavilion. I guess how many more games do they have here? They have two more games in the tad pad. It looks like. Oh uh, yeah, yep. something something like that.
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.